This is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice. With me, Michael Q. And me, Roger Bell West. And this month we're going to be talking about them. The terrible them who are behind everything. And... And about him. A who? The murderer. Ah, the fiend who has done this dreadful deed, which is inexplicable to normal science, and whose motivations are obscure, to say the best of it. But first, this week, and st- probably still when you hear this on the bundle of holding, uh, they are offering a uh, bundle of material by Jason Morningstar, including uh, both Fiasco and uh, Fiasco Companion, and a lot of other stuff, uh, too. A lot of playsets for Fiasco. True. And uh, Fiasco, um, as we've mentioned before, is a fine game of one-off adventures of preordained doom and disaster amongst the criminally minded, mostly. Amongst the people who will look at a corpse with a, a bag full of cocaine and a suitcase full of notes and things. No, I'm not going to report that. Um, who feel that having a, a submachine gun is an enhancement to your life. Um, people who are going to end badly, let's be perfectly fair. Um, it's a great uh, system and has produced a lot of very entertaining and enjoyable stuff and uh, therefore I feel like commending it to you. I'm allowed to, to commend things, aren't I? I think so. I, I've enjoyed playing it. The, there is... One bit of the thing that just does my head in, which is that there is a scoring at the end of the game of how how well you did, basically. Yeah. You know, and this this can be anywhere from you achieved everything you set out to achieve and and and, and you know got got all the stuff you wanted, or you got none of it, or you got some of it, and getting nothing at all is actually better than getting just some of it. It's not it, better. It, it's just more dramatically Ujima flip. Yeah, it, it is. I don't get it, Gov. I need to play some more, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's, it's genre emulation. That's what it is. But but what I would say is, particularly with the right group, um, Fiasco is, is a very good drop-in for. We've just lost a player at the last moment. We want to play something role-playing adjacent. Yeah. But I don't want to come up with a, with a quick adventure for, for for three players. It it, it will build a uh, a. a set of relationships and background details and then let you fly. Reasons why you want to screw each other over. Reasons why you're friends with benefits. Hmm. And and anyway, oh, I like it a lot. Uh, Roger doesn't like it that much. But, I like but it I'll play lot. it again if, I, if the chance comes up. Okay. Onward. I want to talk about a storytelling trope that has um, somehow become um, what I think they call a meme out there in the general population and find out um, what the limits are, what the sources are and why it is fun sometimes. What I want to talk about is conspiracy, not just tiny, um, actually practical conspiracies that might actually exist, but the great overwhelming belief in them, that there are is a them, or maybe several thems, who are secretly in control of everything behind the scenes. And they're generally malevolent, though some of them aren't, and they are often the feature of large parts of... Um, of modern uh, suspense and horror and uh, thriller writing. I don't want to know why. Why is this thing so popular, uh, so unlikely, um, so just downright ridiculous? Why is it so popular? I think it's because it gives evil a face that you can punch. Well, true. And but- if if your if your adventure is you know the, the, this, I don't know. Trying, trying to come up with, with, with a uh, generic film heroic motivation, you know. My, my wife died in hospital, as mm-hmm. it might be. And 
assuming this is not within the normal realms of probability, then it's probably going to be somebody screwed up somewhere. Yeah. Um, but that's not satisfying. It can be a very emotional story, but it's not a very action-generating story. No, true. And it's, and, and it's not particularly a satisfying story, because even if you find the one guy who who uh, screwed up, if mm. there was just one guy who screwed up, there is nothing to say that 17 other people aren't making the exact same decision he made and just haven't been caught yet. So you, d- you don't get a satisfying conclusion from it. Yeah, but why is Where, it- Whereas if it's they are mm. harvesting organs... Yeah. Then there's a them, and, and you can... And an an nefarious reason. I've seen that movie. Um, I can't remember what it's called now, but uh, yeah, Robin Cook made a career out of. Yeah, he was a Robin Cook. He was a a, a Robin um, movie for Robin Cook story. Yes, I remember now. Gosh, what a Frankenstein complex that chap had. As as far as I know, I don't know he's dead. (laughs) Um, But I mean, partly the the you can punch thing. Um, is good, but it but it's a reason to have have Nazis rather than false faced, secret and hidden them. It seems to go back as a as a trope. It it burst out into into prominence in the nineteen late eighties and nineties. Um, oh, I wouldn't say that. It, or, or it changed I, a lot in the nineties. But well, it became a, lo- a lot of the old conspiracy theories withered. Mm. For basic implausibility, when people could actually look stuff up, uh, hang on, hang on. With, with, what, what, what withered according to you? Um, stuff like oh, for example, the Freemasons. Oh come on, that's a good one. Yeah, but tell, too think... many people have met Freemasons, and they are obviously incompetent to keep a secret. Well, they they have advertisements saying come come and join our lodge, you know. Do they? Good grief! <laughs> In our local pub, <laughs> how the mighty have fallen! But, uh, but yeah, yes, but it's it's a perfect Bigfoot. Bigfoot. All right, they, Bigfoot. they, they are trying to conceal Bigfoot from you. UFOs. The all government right. is is concealing UFOs. That, those have all gone. But, but, but it was precisely in the 1980s that the government concealing UFOs suddenly became a thing. Not just the X Files, but uh, Delta Green. And uh, and several. That, that was I, I got the impression at the time that was that was holdovers from the sixties and seventies mostly. But in any case, by the end of the nineties, mm. particularly, and I, I think this is the, the the single biggest killer of conspiracy theories. Yeah. You had a camera in your pocket. Why didn't you take a picture of it? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but that doesn't really answer to the. And, uh, and there are different ones. All right. What what you chem, chemtrails came up? Yeah, quite. And and the the lunatic thing in the in the pizza house in Washington D.C., which actually caused one poor confused fellow to go out and start shooting people because he couldn't find the underground cellar where the conspiracy was taking place, mm-hmm. and that is just sad. That but but you don't. I I don't think the 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 Freemason or you know just generally the belief that. The people in power are in it for themselves and not for their publicly stated purposes. That's another shift. Um, The the earlier ones tend to be, there is a secret, Mm. I I, I hate to use the word cabal, but it's really the only appropriate one here, there there is a cabal of people who really know what's going on and they are controlling the government. Whereas now, because it has become more partisan, it tends to be everybody on this side of the political divide is part of the conspiracy, which is even less plausible, but these well, things have never, never actually, survived on that plausibility. The, actually, I think that the current meme, the idea having escaped, is that they're all in it for themselves. They're all in it to preserve the system which makes them powerful and us weak. And and you can't trust any of them, which is highly destructive of, well, society, you know, mm-hmm. people trusting each other. I mean, I have to trust you that you're not distorting my words into something obscene and disgusting. I don't. I only listen to the version you send me. I don't check on the website. You have. You have been honest with me, Roger, haven't you? You have. I suppose I could put in a filter so that when you download it from your address, <laughs> other than there's iTunes, it's too much like work. <laughs> it's the it's the subliminals you put putting in that really worry me. He's been messing with my anti-paranoia shot. Be this as it may. I understand, I think I understand some of the 
emotional um some of the emotional need for somebody to blame uh, going back as far as witchcraft and those um and those alarming uh, west african societies which regard everything that bad that happens to them as some somebody casting a spell on them it does help if the people you can blame are also people you owe money to ah uh, yeah all right yes looking when i was uh researching this i i was digging back in my mind for precedence there's definitely a a burst of activity off the Illuminatus trilogy in the in the mm-hmm. early seventies. There's going back further. There's things like uh, uh, invasion of the body snatchers, but the thing that, as a literary form rather than as you know just general folklore, um, that struck me as being a starting point was was British fiction about the coming war with the Germans. In, oh, invasion literature. Invasion literature. Yeah. Q and his lot. Yeah, and the, and then it struck me that smack dab right in the middle of that is the is the uh, is the uh, protocols of the elders of Zion, mm-hmm. and all the subsequent. Now, this doesn't mean that all conspiracy is anti-Semitism. An awful lot of it does seem to have well, anti-Semitism yeah. in it if you boil it hard. Well, yeah, but but. Anti-Semitism is the is the core pattern for the whole thing. There is a group, and they are not like us, and they have power that they shouldn't have, and they're using it for selfish purposes. Yeah, that 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 is the is the pattern, isn't it? I do find it very notable that when when people talk about the the evil, um, very rich people secretly running the world, yeah, even now they still tend to talk about the Rothschilds rather than say Larry Ellison or Bill Gates. Yeah, um, the Rothschilds have not been a big force in terms of how much money you can throw around for quite a while now, because well, they've been overtaken. But, yeah. Uh, yes. uh, the, uh, and, and and the trouble with with conspiracies is that people always say, "Well, they would want you to think that, wouldn't they?" International bankers nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Know what I mean? I think I think cosmopolitan and metropolitan and and words to do with not living in the countryside um, are tend to be the the code nowadays. Coastal elites. That's the one. They can read and write without moving their lips. Usually. But, but the point is, why do we? F- uh, point is not that this is deploring. Deplorable, it is. Not that it has bad effects upon society, it is, but that we find it fun to craft stories like well, this. Yeah, I, th- I think there are t- there are two styles here. I, I, I had a quick look at Goethe's Illuminati, which to me is still the go-to book on oh, yeah, this sort of yeah, thing. No doubt. Um, even though it, it, it's obviously pre the big shift in the nineties. Yeah. And you basically have two sorts of campaigns, it seems to me. One is where there is the conspiracy, and you can root it out and you can expose slash destroy it. Mm. And that, that is essentially a closed campaign. Then there's one that reminds me, actually, more, more like of more of TV series, mm. where you, you, you spend your season rooting out the big bad, and, and you finally take them down, and you discover behind them there was something even worse, and that's the next season. And you can keep this going for, you know, seven or eight years until you run out of ideas or the, or the ratings drop off too far. Well, the, I think the, the more common, um, the more common uh, form nowadays, and it, go, it goes back to the 60s again, is the bad conspiracy and you're the good conspiracy against them. Hmm. There is some secret, which for reasons that are always bloody obscure to me, um, cannot be revealed to the world. Well, you want to be able to keep telling the stories in the world. Yeah, true. But but the uh, that is the that is the doyleist um, uh, interpretation. But there should be there should bloody well be a Watsonian one as well. Yeah, there should be an explanation. There would be panic. There would be panic. Um, if we released this secret, people would make atomic bombs out of their. Um, Cornflake packets, the way Ace did in uh, in Doctor Who. Hmm. Well, no, that was just high explosives out of cornflake packets. But you know, let's go extremes: uh, atomic bombs, cornflake packets. Here's one I prepared earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and therefore we cannot release this dreadful secret. But we can't trust them with it either, so we must be the benevolent conspiracy, like the man from Uncle, and mm. um, and and all the those well, spy agencies. Man from Uncle is a bit strange because yeah. They, yeah, they don't exactly have authority they can wave about. They have to some extent, I think. But, yeah. but yeah, okay, a lot of the time it, it involves invading some young lady's apartment and saying, we, we need to use your window for the next five hours. But Trust <laughs> us, we're from the government. Well, sort of. Well, we're, we're from government. something... We're from, we're from somebody, anyway. <laughs> and, we've got, and we've got a cute, cute acronym. The, you may have heard of us. The, yeah, but the, the thing is, though, and that, that's certainly been a model in a lot of my investigative games because yeah. I because again I do want to set them in the real world. I want to use real history or whatever. Um, mm. What? So you, I think you you may well find you need two reasons. I mean, my, my my basic model has quite often been there is a a knowledge which mm. we don't which is not getting out from either side because if it did, it would change the world, and it might be you know monsters or psychic powers or whatever, mm-hmm. and. It's not all that hard to justify that for the good guys because, as you say, mass panic. Yeah. The bad guys may well want mass panic. This this constrains what your bad guys can be like. They they have to be. They, they can't just be effectively wild animals. No, no. Well, which or, is, or not in significant numbers. Which is why the anarchs in in Vampire the Masquerade are um, slightly. Why are they? Why they don't give a damn about about the masquerade, do they? But they're going to be hunted down anyway if the if the if the normals uh, find out about it. Yeah. So there there needs to be some sort of overarching goal for them that relies on not having yeah mass panic. Well, I, it's it makes perfect sense if or, your or bad guys not... are if your bad guys are enjoying the position of uh, wealth, power, and uh, doubtless advanced sexual gratification that being who they are and where they are gives them. Yeah. If it's if it's something more like monsters, then it has to be relatively small numbers of monsters, yeah. because you know, once once it gets on the news a few times, people are mm. going to say, "Hang on a minute, doesn't that looks like that one we saw the other day?" You don't know. Uh, I, uh, they are very adept at manipulating um, and disproving and <coughs> discrediting things. One thing I noticed um, about this genre, and I noticed it via Robin Laws's. Um, Excellent role-playing game, Feng Shui. There's a conspiracy in there um, of uh, people whose ancestry includes magical animals, and they want to keep the magical uh, level low because they tend to revert mm-hmm. when there's too much magic around, which is sort of fair enough. And so they are in charge of everything in the modern era. But they're the bad guys automatically. And I didn't understand this why this was um, when I first read the, the the background stuff. Why does everybody hate these people? And then it occurred to me that if your life isn't perfect, and whose life is, certainly not mine, it, the person in charge must be bad. The person in charge hmm. must be wrong because you're not happy. And I think that's a terrible thing to say about the human race. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that is one of the big roots of conspiracy theories. If, if you're trying to say, you know, why, why don't I have a job? Why am I not rich and famous? All the rest of it. It's obviously tempting to, to reach for something other than I have personally screwed up somewhere. Well, I see. I know I have screwed up and I still don't think I deserve... Um, to suffer. Uh, but you, see, you see what I mean. If, if you're starting from that, let's try. Let's try to avoid something. Let's try to look for something other than blaming myself. Well, yeah. Then there are lots of directions that can go. Um, many of them with some legitimacy. I mean, a, a societal. Our society certainly isn't perfect, and there are things about that I would like to change. If anybody would daft enough to put me in charge, which they aren't. Don't, um, worry, don't worry. I'll assassinate you. Should they appoint you supreme dictator? That's all right then. Um, but the idea that, particularly if the world doesn't seem to make sense, in addition yeah. to this injustice, say, well, that's because they want it that way. There is somebody in charge. It's not just blind chaos producing this. Yeah, there are people who want things. And similarly, with you, know, why did that very surprising thing happen? Um, there aren't many conspiracy theories about the Titanic. No. Partly perhaps because it's been dissected so thoroughly. There are, there are an awful lot about the Kennedy assassination still. 
Yeah. It's um, gone out of fashion a bit, but there are people who still care deeply. And uh, and, and, I, and I think that is... Who, who was this guy to whom J. Random I felt a connection? He was important, and now he is randomly dead. Well, important people shouldn't be randomly dead. Yeah, the, the, it's not just uh, resentment. It's the human tendency to want things to make sense. We want to make stories. Mm. And, and, and stories, in a game we want to make stories. And in a game we want to make stories. And stories make sense of the world. I am saying that we need to be very careful about the way we use this sort of um, theme. Um, I, th- I think I think secrets behind the world, as long as they're not all-encompassing, as long as the people in charge of the secret aren't effectively gods. Um, yeah, after, after a bit they start having to be, and that doesn't work very well for me. No, um, you you want to the you want the guy in the in the the, the ultimate big bag bad in the in the final office you get to to be still a person and still, mm. but that isn't satisfying. But, but, but all, all, I mean, look what happens happens at the end of the prisoner. It mm. devolves into gibberish and and absurdity and. Uh, Last minute, improvised, thrown together, wow, wow, because um, he couldn't, he couldn't write or couldn't find a means to make it a worthwhile ending. And I really wish he could, he could have done. But mm. well, that that that's another problem in, in that it's always easier to build something up than than to take it apart. And I, I I noticed this. I may have said this before in two part TV shows. Uh, where you've got a show, a show that normally does its epi- does one story per episode, yeah. and they do a two-parter, almost always the first part is much more fun than the second, because True. the first part is basically what's going on, here's this weird thing, here's this other weird thing, how can we put them together? And the second part is putting them together and solving it. Yeah, you're and not... that, that is intrinsically a decline of tension. Yeah. And you you then have to work against that with, with other things. But You do realise you've j- just taken a hit, uh, uh, put a hit onto the, onto the uh, numbers of people going to watch Avengers um, Endgame, aren't you? Mm. I, I, we, we desperately apologise to Disney and other people. At some point I'll catch up with those films I haven't seen. I think I've seen one of the Iron Mans. Anyway. Uh, the whole... Yeah. Maybe a little out of touch. The whole problem of a satisfactory resolution... I, I always feel that, that any conspiracy is a very fragile thing, keeping anything secret. For any length of time, yeah, that, that's a thing that, it, particularly if, if you have awkward players like me, is a thing that should be considered in game design. Um, yeah, because Kill. somebody is going to come along and say, "Thousands of people must must have been in on this. Why hasn't one of them talked?" Yeah, and there are various there are various possible answers to that. I mean, brain brain slugs, obviously. Yeah, well, then, then you have a lot of brain slugs out there. Can't go along with a brain slug. I have always been very glad to have my brain slug. Uh, but he also, has a new advanced model brain slug. It, it, it's good to have them um, integrating into the into the setup. I mean, for example, if you started your conspiracy, or one of your, one of your characters starts the conspiracy because they're, they're a statistician who's been looking into into, there seems to be this particular group of people that has a slightly higher than usual rate of accidental death. Mm. I mean, they're all perfectly viable accidents, and you know, some of them died of cancer and all sorts of other things. But just more of them are dying than they should be. And it, and um, they they all seem to have be, been working on this particular thing, and yeah, you know, that that gets you a way yeah. in, which also accounts for the cover up. Hmm. And you know, sort of five percent more people dying is noticeable, but it's the sort of thing you could cover up to some extent hmm. in a big enough population. Whereas nobody ever talked because they were so dedicated doesn't really match well with human nature for me well the counterexample Bletchley Park yes the, true. the story of that only only came out because the the first book about it was written by a, by a guy who knew he was dying oh <laughs> so they couldn't prosecute him effectively or if they did it wouldn't take wouldn't have much effect it and is. at that point it is peculiar that the secret was kept that long because it looks totally pointless to keep the secret that long. 
well, well, I mean, you've yes, got two the... things. One, it was um, pressure of wartime anyway, and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of a lot of very dedicated people. Um, but also, it was being used for ongoing um, purposes. True. Lots of Enigma machines were being sold by the UK to other countries. Yeah, that that. How long did people continue to fall for that? 20, 30 years. Ah, that was kindly of us. I think we could at least have rebranded them. <laughs> the Churchill. The Marlborough uh, encoding device, I think, would be... <laughs> it is true, however, um, that sometimes you get things where the conspiracy is the point of the thing and the actual facts of the matter don't um this is an offense mostly committed by tv script writers mm. um, i'm thinking mostly of battlestar galactica at this moment in time which they com- they confidently started out saying that the cylons had a plan right at the start had no idea what it was right at the start, and I'm not sure they had any idea by the time the end came. A, a collection of plan-like objects flying in loose formation. People are doing purposeful things, that which mean they must have a plan, but they don't <coughs> connect together much. I never understood what the war was about. Mm. I, I don't never understood... Uh, I gave up, honestly, after a but while. But hey, sexy robots. Uh, and I'm told Lost has similar pro- problems. Yeah. The, so, on the whole, even though um, it may, on the whole, even though it may reduce your freedom of play a little bit, and you might want to change it part way through, I think you need for, for a conspiratorial campaign um, a plan, a thing that a yeah, meaning, it, a it, it, secret it, core. Not necessarily an end game. It could be. Let us continue to extract wealth and power on the basis that we're already doing it. Yeah, that that that's fine as an objective. But I feel at the, at the very least there should be something that the villains are getting out of it. Yeah, and that, and, that makes sense to them. Yeah, if, even if nobody else. At the at the core of running uh, the Dracula dossier was me working out what sort of well this should be at the core of all Dracula dossiers, working out just what sort of um, source of power and limitations uh, the, the linear Dracula had and the sort of things that it would twist them into into doing that may that had to be there from the start I didn't don't think I I may have tweaked it a bit as time went by hmm. but I think I, I started with what with one set of design decisions and stuck with them and I don't think I could have improvised as well as I did. Uh, my players may disagree about how well I did, um, without having that core design at, at the centre of my mind. Yeah. On the other hand, if, if there's a lot just... to be said for being able to pull out of your ass a some new superpower and uh, giving it to the villain. I didn't know mm. they could do that. <laughs> yeah, I think a conspiracy campaign needs to have... Well, it. I don't think you can readily switch between we are going to take down the conspiracy and this is an endless uncovering of uncoverings. Mm. I think you need to have one or the other. And the, the latter, I, I suspect, will be less popular. Uh, it, it could be... Yeah, it, it, it doesn't give you... A, it doesn't give you w- wins that you can be happy about. Yeah. Because, after all, the next layer of conspiracy is obviously going to be even badder than the previous layer. Well, the, It still doesn't leave your, your old uh, aunties safe from the assassins. Oh, God bless her. Um, the, I... I think one twist which is very popular and which, I mean, it was certainly certainly there in the Illuminatus trilogy, is discovering that your side is also part of their side and that everything is tangled together and there are no clean, obvious good guys around. Mm. And then, or possibly you can't trust the organisation, you may be able to trust individual people. Yeah. Which is probably just as destructive to society as the other thing. But uh. mm. the the urge to to smash the whole rotten setup and let whatever the secret is out probably has to cross the mind of every player character. Mm. 
Um, the, the smarter ones realise that, statistically speaking, they're much more likely to be Mensheviks than Bolsheviks. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that, you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> well, from their point of view, it's not particularly great. Well, no, no. On the other hand, and uh, fleeing abroad and getting a job as a as a uh, as a doorman at a flush New York hotel can help. Hmm. Oh no, that that that's that's Grand Dukes and people like that. Damn. I notice that you have chosen in your World War Two magic game not to keep it secret. I mean, mm, that that was a very slow decision. Uh, it started off being definitely secret. It occurred to me that w- yeah, w- when the scale started to increase, mm. there were going to be witnesses. Um, the battle between Hood and Bismarck which yeah. was was one of the most ob- was one of the early noticeable ones, um, because a bunch of sailors survived aboard Hood mm. and said, "Hey, there was something weird going on over there." Which, yeah, in in itself, yeah. And once and, you, s- but but late, later on, we we have a substantial merchant convoy, you know, thirty thirty plus ships, yeah, visibly attacked by sea serpents. Okay, yes, it, uh, it and th- there there comes a point where you can't just say, "Oh, it's sailors telling tales." They're all telling the same tale. Yeah, I thought, and, and it, it, it became a consideration within the campaign. Um, the, the player characters were giving serious thoughts in, in, as the advice they were giving to their higher ups as to how how and when do we go public, and, and whom do we nobble first? I think the the point at which definitely you had to reveal, it definitely it had to be revealed to the world, was when you decided to trust the Americans with some of what of what was going on. That got a bit strange in itself. So, yeah. Uh, but it certainly had to be done by D-Day, as it turned out, because the the rise in magic level meant all sorts of people were seeing ghosts, spirits, supernatural thingies on the battlefields. If I were a supernatural thingy, I'd keep away from the battlefields, unless I was a ghoul. You might be a very, very recently uh, discarnate supernatural thingy. Ah, yes. Does anybody have a map of the way out of here? Well, no. I mean, we're, we're, we're supposed to take that bunker. <sighs> I'm going to help take that bunker. I, I don't seem to have a body anymore, but I'm still going to help take that bunker. Dedication, that's what it is. <laughs> you'll, need a whole, you'll need a whole class of post-mortem military awards. That is a consideration. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I would say about conspiracies, let's use them, but use them carefully. Bearing in mind the. It's a thing that real people really believe in, and it's not good oh for them. Oh, God, it's depressing. Whether, whether, whether they're on my, my political side or not, it's not good for them. No. Oh, well. Onwards and towards other things. We've talked before about uh, intuition and powers that give you clues and so on, but I don't think we've we've explicitly gone gone into mystery games as such. Okay. And uh, a while back, uh, valued listener Anthony Shostak asked us to do this, and this is clearly a, a sort of game I run quite a lot of. Yeah. And the, the first thing I will say, because I always say it, is get a copy of Goat's Mysteries. Yeah. Uh, because it has a lot of material on, well, specifically, how do you get the right level of complexity? How do you get the right sort of thing for a role-playing game mystery? Because it's not like real life. It's got to have interesting criminals and it's got to have a conclusion. Yeah. It's not like books because the GM and players should not be opposed the way the author, author and reader of mysteries are. Mm. Uh, you can't have the level of complexity and you absolutely can't have the level of control that an author has when he can go back and rewrite. It's not even necessary like other RPGs, because you, you can't generally say, oh, well, let's just throw in a fight to, oh, to, to spread things out a but, bit. Yeah, but um, the, the the guy coming through the door with a gun works under most circumstances. It's not appropriate under all circumstances. Yeah, it, 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 is, it is not appropriate, for example, with, with, your, with your closed suspect pool country house mystery. Hmm. No. On the other hand, the, uh, bur- um, the butler going berserk unless is always fun. Unless he's the traumatised Great War veteran or something. Yeah. Ooh, yes, that's fun. 
I like that. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so, but but um, I, I would say usually make it simpler than you think it needs to be unless, unless you have a bunch of players like like my Wednesday night lot in which case always have a backstop hmm. well alright you need the mystery as it presents to start with the the thing that people need to make to explain you need the thing that actually happened and this is a point this is unless this is one of those occasions where improvising a new set of what actually happened um, isn't always as easy as it can be under other, other yeah. circumstances. If, if there's any sort of intricacy to it that, that took time to think of, then it's going to take time to think of again, mm. or differently. What I like to do is, is start with the villain's goal. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I will inherit the house, or I, I, I will unleash monsters on central London, or whatever. Yeah. And then work, work back from that to how they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And if, if the answers that start coming up are entirely legitimate and reasonable things for them to do, then maybe you need a different villainous goal. That this has happened when I've tried to plan stuff. Um, yes, after all, you, you, you want, a, you want an interesting criminal, but you also, but you, you, you need somebody who, who has, I like to say they, they need to have a reason for being criminal. That's, that's not entirely true, but, I think most reasonably smart people, and you want a reasonably smart villain, yeah, have worked out that in the vast majority of cases, crime doesn't pay. This is true, as 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 well as the the forms of crime that are technically legal. Mm. Um, and so, if you've got a smart villain who is doing something criminal, they need a reason. Maybe, maybe the goal is mm. something specific. I, I want this particular thing that I can inherit, but that is not for sale. Yeah, I um, I, I am fond of. Um, of the crime that points to a deeper crime, of the dealer in in, in antiquities who's died in a peculiar manner, but that isn't the that isn't the purpose of the crime. The purpose is to get something from his his store, and investigating why anybody would want that particular book leads you to another chain of strange things happening mm-hmm. eventually. To the great and probably supernatural crime that's going to happen if you don't get there in time. Yep. So the presenting uh, uh, mystery can be the can be the core mystery, but it doesn't have to be. You you find somebody dead in a peculiar fashion, and you get called in because the police are baffled, or you are the police. You are the police, or you are the branch of the police that gets the baffling stuff. Uh, that's always yeah. good. There, there is a shortcut in a lot of cop shows. Uh, yes, we, we we have found this body, and his wallet is still here, so it wasn't just a mugging. I am reassured by by um, people who are closer to that world than I am that that if if you are murdered by a professional, they will take your wallet and, and your watch if it's if it looks valuable. But for the purpose of the cop show, it means we we can skip over the was it a mugging or was it something weird, yeah, and go straight to the fun bit. I'm, yeah, all right. In, how realistic do we want this to be? I mean, given that most of us don't know enough about um, police procedures, and most most of you don't have an ex copper in your uh, in your in your group, I have. I have a, a a player who was not only an ex-copper but an ex-crime analyst, who uh, mm-hmm. whose job was to sit in the back room and look at computer printouts and say mm, something's going on in Stepney, I think. <laughs> and and when he ran a, a mystery, it was it was something of a masterclass, I must say. <laughs> there, there's I, I I won't name the show, but there, there is one particular one I'm very fond of, where. What what gives it away is that the safety record is is static. Oh, for a particular thing, the safety record for everything else has been getting slightly better over the years as technology improves. The safety record for this is static, because this particular thing is being used as a means of murdering people. Oh, isn't that neat? This also means that when they don't have anybody they need to murder right now, they 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 just pick somebody and murder them to keep the numbers looking good. Hmm. Because otherwise the trend would look wrong and and the analysis would catch it. <laughs> 
Ah, you've got them blown out of my mind, whatever it was I was going to say. Sorry. Um, all right, so construction, the things you need at base, clues, gumshoe, which we probably ought to mention at this moment. Yeah. Has a for, for me, it's it's a it's an extreme solution that I don't think is necessary. But let's at least look at it. All right, it has a has, has a designates a core clue as something you need to know to get onto the next um, stage, and a non-core clue as, as something that it would be nice for you to know, but it will cost you resources. Of yeah, a very abstract kind. If you were playing um, that Sherlock Holmes deduction game, come, comes with a bunch of cases. Two hundred twenty-one B Baker Street. At, at, at the end of that, you, you you are asked a bunch of questions, and your score depends on how how well you can answer them. And you know, half your score might be the primary crime, and the other half is related stuff. Yeah. And that that I think is the division between. Yeah. With, with the core clues, you can put your finger on the right person. Yeah, and have them convicted or whatever the genre tells you is the appropriate conclusion. But with the other stuff, you you, you learn more about why, yeah, and what else is going on and things like that. Now the trouble with this, now I, I think it's a it's a good idea and easily adaptable to other systems. Um, the trouble is, not everything looks like that. Looks uh, that is the significance in the mind of the players. Not everything that is core. Looks core to play to players, and I do rather wish there was some way to not obviously say here. This is the core clue right here. Um, do you want to spend any more stuff on um, other stuff that you might learn? Which yeah. this is where it falls down for me. When, when uh, yoursothos dot com were, were playing through Eternal Lies, a trail of Cthulhu campaign. Yeah, uh, I think it was that one. Uh, they they started off with with, with a um, remote controlled light bulb, hmm. so it, it would be red, and then when somebody found the core clue, the GM would switch it to green. Ah, uh, this helps how? So so that it didn't have to be stated explicitly, but there was a signal there that if if they if they wanted to stop messing around, they could now do so. Uh huh. Without uh, all breaking, right, all right, yeah, they, uh, I'm, 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 I'm more inclined to the the, old, the slightly older web of clues approach. Yeah, so well. yeah, you, you you have your opening scene. Uh, let let's say it's the discovery of the body or the looking at, looking at the body by the police, and then yeah, so you, there's there's evidence on the body. Um, you you can go and inter- interview people and see who was where when. There's the the, the victim's financial. Affair. You you've got different directions you can go in. Each of those, or at least each of the obvious ones, should lead to something interesting. And each of those should lead to multiple interesting things. Now, mm. the, the, this might seem that you that you will end up with too much stuff, but most of those roads aren't going to be taken. Well, the, so, so they can be reused in another adventure. Well, the, the, rather, the, the, the web should converge. There ultimately, should yes. Be, ultimately, there should be... Dead ends, which you can explore if you if you like, and making an, a dead end dead end interesting, is an art form in itself. I, I think the trick is a way, a way of saying this is not relevant to this investigation. Yeah, but and it, and if you want to chase after it after that, then that's fine. If the players are having fun, uh, do, do, do we need do we need to to pad our uh, our our resume with with yet another irrelevant case? Uh, brought, which we can approve, but it's not the thing we were sent here to prove. One problem is coming up with good reasons why it's baffling in the first place. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a general rule here. If we're including supernatural elements, then it's easier. Um, yeah, we, we, we he... are the only people who can read the supernatural stuff. Yeah. How did he come to have? How did he come to have custard in his lungs? It's obviously, yeah. No. Um, if it is, if it is a conventional um, situation, well, uh, one of them is. I, I suspect your ex copper would admit this, though he might not want to be too loud about it. A lot of the time, the the, the police have twenty three other cases to look at. Yeah. If there is, if there is something that looks like an obvious but not too obvious solution, you know. 
okay, this guy had a high-pressure job. He appears to have tried to buy some drugs and it went bad and he got murdered in an alley. Yeah. That's a nice, simple answer. It keep, keeps the numbers happy. It's probably... This is the real thing. It's probably right in the real yeah. world. 95% of the time. Or more. Um, so that, that, that is a way of getting the police out of the investigation. And the and the and the loving wife, who 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 doesn't believe any of it, and has as a conversation or a piece of paper or something that the police won't look at because you know they close. They yeah, that's that's the trope to go with if you're going with private investigators. Yeah. Yes, the the, the problem with private investigators, as distinct from uh, secret arms of the police or whoever, is that they 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 need paying work. Some somebody yeah. needs to hire them. Yeah, which is why so, so many rich people get murdered in esoteric crimes, <laughs> at least in the books. I mean, yeah, people don't work for uh, for kind of all be desperate Davies, last detective. Um, people uh, people do work for um, the people who can pay them mostly. Mm. No, there, there there is or there's also more problems with making it into a team effort. The literature is mostly about single investigators or one or two people. I think that's true of, of uh, narrative fiction in general. Yeah, but it, but it, it doesn't. It's you don't don't get many um, stories of investigative teams. Oh, I don't know. You steal them from television. You do. Um, well, all right. I was thinking of new, of new tricks and. Things like that. Your CSIs and such like. Yeah, but CSIs and such like violate my sense of reality because <laughs> A, everything gets sold. All the technical work gets done so quickly, there's never a backlog. And B, <laughs> the, 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 the technicians get to be sort of semi-leads in the, in the investigation where actually the detectives are going to say, oh, that's very interesting. Thank you. We'll take it from here. But I, I, I think the, this is something that Gumshoe does potentially quite well. Yeah. Um, there are quite a lot of specific investigative skills even before you consider magic. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if, if if you've got a 1920s mystery and you've got a fingerprint expert and a handwriting expert and a something else expert, there, there is potential for them all to go off and do their own things. Yeah, but that they, they go off and do their own things in a way that doesn't interact with other people. Mm. They go off and they go to the laboratory or to uh, to what the library or whatever they need to do to do their special function, and they don't do. Well, it if, in if we're team. being that realistic, sure. Well, um, um, but but otherwise, it, it, it's um, I, I I look at the body and I take some fingerprints from from the, from the handle of the dagger sticking out of his chest, and that's interesting. They're the same as his fingerprints, mm. and you know, and and that is then a clue to something else. Uh, yeah, I. What, but why did you write his suicide note left-handed? Can't he be ambidextrous? Look, please, don't give me these problems. The superintendent's <laughs> on my back. Please, could you just wrap it up and don't give me all these details? <laughs> yeah, having one of the player characters be be the person who doesn't want it to be complicated mm. might be fun. That that's another reason for the. Um, Police not to have not to be getting the right answer, of course, because they have to wait for for various tests to be sent away. Whereas you, you, you the genius, can say, "Now I've seen this before. It looks like this," and you, you you're going to confirm that in forty eight hours. But in forty eight hours, the guy's going to have fled the country. Yeah, the the team of geniuses doesn't seem to work to, uh, to me. The genius with the supportive, clever but not brilliant person does. But when you get into a team, yeah, I I. I I think that there's there's good reason why, by uh, uh, by Gumshoe one to one, has been invented. I'm I'm not sure I'm ever going to run it myself because I'm not sure I have players who want to be on their own with me. Maybe maybe we ought to try it sometime. Uh. If we get lots of donations, or indeed if we get lots of donations, asking us not to. <laughs> yeah. uh. What what haven't we done? Um, length, I think, is worth considering. I mean, as yeah. we were saying about conspiracies, that it, it's easy, at least it's easy for me um, to let things go on a bit long 
and the the initial mystery is still out there being solved, but there are lots of other things involved, and we don't really have a full answer to the original mystery. Yeah, I, I think I think it is worth having some degree of conclusion, even if you're not absolutely wrapping up an individual case. At least say, well, we know what went on. We now have to catch a guy who has these parameters. Now we have a different adventure. Then we come back later, and we've got, we've got a guy who's got these parameters. Yeah, the uh, the, the modern um, Holmes adaptations don't keep Moriarty going for for more than one season. Not seriously. Hmm. He, or in one case, she may come back as um, uh, as a guest star, as a, a minor later encounter. But um, you, the grand conspiracy is one season's arc, and in in the stories, it's even less than that. I mean, Moriarty exists; he's introduced in order to be yeah uh, taken Holmes, down by Holmes. Well, in order to be Holmes's death. I think he gets uh, retconned into one of the later written things as hmm. uh, as being around, and and that that becomes a retconned um, intimation of what's going to happen happen later. But um, yeah, yeah, it would have been more impressive. But a genius psychopath is. Damned hard to is is like a conspiracy. It it's damned hard to limit and and make reasonable and and motivations are even more obscure than with conspiracies. Well, if it's if it's a pure mystery game and and your your uh, foe is basically random crime, yeah, then that's fine. You can do it episodic. Um, if it's a more supernatural thing, then I th- I think there is a tendency to say there is some overall supernatural force behind all these isolated incidents to yeah. some extent how precisely it's behind them is, is, is a matter for, for the GM but it doesn't my feeling is it doesn't have to be direct control if, if, if I, go, if I um, go out onto the street and, and s- s- say to ten people here is a stick that goes buzz when you hold it it will let you throw fireballs there is going to be at least one act of arson in the next ten minutes <sighs> you have such a low opinion of humanity. <laughs> Sim- simply, you know, here is a bunch of power with no obvious cost to it. Except, uh, except that some people are going to go wild with that. No, no. I'm, I, maybe it's just me. I'm more sus- some oh, body hands me um, ultimate, uh, ultimate, or even a tiny amount of power, and I say, "Yeah, what's the catch?" <laughs> don't all sensible people do that? Well, here's another approach. You, 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 your classic um, mad, mad wizard model, who has been spending twenty years getting all the bits together to, so, that he, so that he can get the great power. I mean, he's probably forgotten what he wanted the great power for. for well, but yeah, it's not he's, likely he's been nice to anybody else. Yeah, um, I, I, and they laughed at me, and uh, now I'll prove them wrong. I, I, th- I think you want more. I think invisibility is a be- is a better power for revenge than fireballs is. To be honest. <laughs> I think if we're going to do this with um, what you want if we're going to have a team game is a task force a mm. group that comes together for a particular set of purposes and um, and uh, and therefore is as everything in group that it needs to be able to solve this particular class of mysteries, and they get called in. The uh, uh, I, I think the TV pilot model is quite good for this one. You you have a bunch of people who who are let us say all some sort some sort of law enforcement yeah. or allied trade. They they come together more or less by chance and solve the crime, and then the authorities say, "Well, we've got a bunch more crimes like this." Uh-huh. <laughs> Congratulations, you're now the task force. I was going to say that I ran once what turned into a supernatural investigation game set in the same um, American city as Hill Street Blues. And it was... And I used the background of the... of uh, Ken Heights Cabal to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that was wise. I should have done, I think... Yes, had... uh, I should have used it as a, a template and not as... A pre-existing background, because I think that the the cabal is written more for you to be part of the cabal than it is written for you to be 
a foe of the Cabal. That's the impression I've got skimming it, yeah. Um, uh, but I think I think it's better if you start out with, though I decried it earlier in the in the conspiracies part of this broadcast, the uh, the, the the not having a clear idea of what's going on at the start. Hmm. That sort of uh, omnibus um, collection of um, supernatural stuff probably w- it may well work better to connect stuff together after you've done written the exciting adventures. <laughs> once you've got, once you've seen what the players enthuse for, and the what they think is really going on, then start to create the conspiracy that is behind it all. There are some settings that are designed for this. Dark Conspiracy, which uh, may still be in its Kickstarter for the 4th edition now, I don't remember. Um, that When I was playing it in the 90s... Um, it was the 90s. ...was very much a... You can throw in anything you like horror setting. Mm. Uh, there, there, there is some backstory to that um, in, involving a particular class of alien and psychic powers. Yeah. Um, but what it comes down to is, if you want to do werewolves, you can have werewolves. You can have five different sorts of werewolf if you want them, preferably not all at the same yeah. time. Uh, you know, there, there are specific creatures that act in specific ways, and you can learn about them and how to fight them, but there, you can also have one-offs. Yeah, I, I found having two different kinds of uh, werewolf was actually too much of a strain. <laughs> I should have just stuck to one and not... No, never but, mind. But the idea of this mistake. is you, you can have a big supernatural yeah. thing, and you don't have to be too careful about sticking with a, with a single consistent mythology. Yeah, because because there is a overarching thing which, which supplies a lot of variation. I find I find looking at things like uh, what's it called, Grim, that creating a overarching uh, um, mythology can sometimes uh, cripple the the flow of the stories. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for all uh, for all it, it's is. Uh, here's another chocolate box with something exciting in it approach work better and I don't know why maybe it's just a matter of style mm, uh, a series that practically nobody except me watched uh, Lost Girl mm. five, five series Supernatural had a similar problem uh, in in the early days it was here's a thing from Mythos A here's a thing from Mythos B we deal we deal with the problem of the week when it when it got towards the end and it was all trying trying to call itself in one big one big consistent thing that that kind of fell apart for me because it was just not terribly well put together the yeah. the, the personalities and the politics and so on did work well but but the supernatural side re- was really quite weak yeah and, and here am I in this good argument against what I was saying earlier about improvisation improvising the big bad um once you're a little bit of the way in, but it's surprising. Well, I, I I like to know. It's surprising how quickly the implications of what you're saying builds up. Oh yes, and especially and, vulnerabilities. Yeah, and and the reason why they're that way and that group over there isn't that way is it it all has to to knit together and have a sense of. Well, I suppose basic physics and biology, even even if it's very meta physics and biology that works together, mm. the players like there to be consistency and 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 and, and not for the for the uh, for the the sense of uh, they want a sense of there being something there there, and so should the GM really. Yeah, well, you, you you mentioned Lost. I assume you you felt lost, let down by the ending of it. I didn't get as far as the ending. <laughs> what makes you think I've got that degree of patience? Certainly, when 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 I have followed, followed a TV series of that kind to the end, as as I did with Battlestar Galactica, um, I I have felt well. Was that it? Which yeah. is not not a way one wants one's one's players to end up feeling, or, or, or oneself as a GM. I, I would I, like at this think... moment to, uh, to cast a curse and the implication on Warehouse 13 for making waste, waste so much of my life. Yeah. Again, early seasons worked pretty well for me. but <laughs> Nothing there. Nothing yeah. there. Oh, well. Have we anything left to say? <laughs> we probably have a lot more to say, but I think, I th- I think that covers the core... We're not talking about a specific campaign right now. Yeah. 
element of mysteries. And uh, don't make your clues too elaborate. One last thing. Um, and don't ever copy things directly um, from what happens in books. You can try... Unless they're so b- books that are so bad your players won't admit to having read them. <laughs> this works better with television. And, and players don't have the same shame about what, watching uh, dreadful television. We don't have the same shame <laughs> about watching dreadful television. Now, do we? Um, so, onwards. That has been Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, with me, Michael Kuehl. And me, Roger Bell West. If you'd like to send us an invitation to join your world-spanning conspiracy, or explain... uh, Already a part of it. (laughs) Yeah, but we're world-spanning, we're just not powerful, Roger. (laughs) Um, Or 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 explain this dreadful mystery that has been troubling you. Our consultation fees are very reasonable. Then you can contact us us by... Leave a comment on the website or email podcast at tekeli.ly. And we'll be back in another month's time.